Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, heathens. How y'all all doing today? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Edmo Show. I am your host, Edmo, and my co-pilot, my ride or die, my little slice of heaven. <laughs> I'm your big slice of heaven. Sometimes. Sometimes you're a big slice of my hell, too. <laughs> my wife, my best friend, the missus. Hey, guys. All right, so everyone, today, first of all, before we get started today, make this episode is being powered by Wilder Tactical. Go ahead and visit Wilder Tactical. Use that code EDMO, E-D-M-O-2-1, to get yourself a discount at Wilder Tactical. Get yourself all sorts of tactical goodies that I like and you will like. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, baby, what's today's episode about? You gotta leave that. Okay. Well, today we got uh, an emotional tearjerker kind of episode. I kind of found this story recently uh, about a South Carolina man who finally wins custody of his daughter who was put up for adoption without his consent. And before we cover that, though, in talking to the missus about this episode, because normally this is what we do. We normally chit chat about things that we see on social media and the news and all this other stuff. She got me hip to a story similar, sort of, kind of, uh, that came out right, roughly right around the same time, 2018. However, this story about the dad, it's, uh, it's come out recently, uh, just this month, um, but it was about a girl who was stolen at birth. Uh, she goes by two names. I think, what was it? Alexis. Yeah. It's like, a, I don't even know the last one. Monago? Yeah, it was like Alexis Monago, and then her, but her birth name was Kamaya Mobley. Yeah, and yes. uh, so the missus told me when we were talking about the the original story that we we're about to get in, she was like, "Oh yeah, I saw a movie about that." Yeah, it was like a yeah, like Lifetime. You know, they how they have those stories that they kind of redo or something that's like super popular and things like that. So that they do have a, um, it's not a documentary. I, I keep wanting to call it like a biopic or a doc- documentary. Yeah, a biopic. It's not. Yeah, probably a biopic. But um, I am getting the name of it right now. So, but this is such an interesting story. Um, he actually just you actually just watched it last night. Yeah, I just watched it. It, it was it was a really good uh, good movie. Uh, it, it one thing that I liked about it was that you didn't really know how to feel mm-hmm. because. Like on one, excuse me, on one stance, like, yeah, you're like, how could someone kidnap a baby? But at the same time, as you're watching the movie, the woman, uh, Gloria Williams, who kidnapped her, uh, pretty much raised her to be, well, raised her in, in a upstanding God-fearing family. And, um, she was a successful parent and the girl, Kamaya refers to still to this day as her mom. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the crazy part about it. Um, when you watch the the movie without giving it all away, I mean, you really like sit there and you're like, wow, the, like the story itself it just sounds so bad. Like, got a, got abducted at birth, like, mm-hmm. and the mom, the mother of the child was was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, of Kamaya, sorry, um, was 15. And it's just like, wow, she was just so young and probably didn't like really know. She didn't have like any like really support system uh, present. So, you know, it's just kind of like, it's it's a really crazy like 
situation. But then it's like when she does get raised by, I think the 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 woman who abducted her named Gloria. It's like she was a really good woman. Yeah, which is like trippy. <laughs> yeah, like she was a really really good woman, and um, basically the the. The movie is called, it's on Lifetime. It's called Stolen by My Mother, um, the Kamaya Mobley story. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's a really sad movie. I don't want to, like, like give it all away because it's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to, like, mess it up for their, like, yeah. viewers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can definitely check it out on Amazon. But we do have a, a 2018 news clip. Um, to give like a synopsis yeah. of what happened. All right, so we're about to play that in now. Hearing Williams disclosed publicly for the first time that when she walked out of the old university hospital with baby Kamaya back in 1998, she carried the newborn child in a bag. That revelation drew, gra- drew gasps from the girl's biological family. News 4 Jacks reporter Janice Harris is joining us live. Janice, Williams tried to explain that she hoped this baby would be a solution to her problems back home in South Carolina. Yes, she says that she was a victim of domestic violence, and she really thought that the person she was with at the time, Charles Manigo, would be happy, and she would be happily ever after with this new baby girl. She said when she got on the road to go get that newborn baby, she didn't know that's what she was going to do. But when she saw her, she walked out that hospital with that newborn baby girl. 52-year-old Gloria Williams revealed her thoughts the day she decided to drive from South Carolina to Jacksonville to kidnap Kamaya Mobley. Did you ultimately get off of an exit on 95? Yes. Do you know where that was? Here in Jacksonville. (laughs) What was your intent at that time? It was definitely not to take a baby. Williams would stop at University Hospital, now known as UF Health, still dressed in her work clothes, hospital scrubs. Williams found the baby ward, befriended a total stranger, Shannara Mobley, Kamaya Mobley's biological mother. It had been less than 12 hours since the baby girl was born. I was thinking about, you know, maybe this baby can help Charles. Charles Manigo, her then-boyfriend, who Williams claimed beat her. I thought it would bring peace to the family. It didn't. Williams eventually left her boyfriend, but she didn't tell Alexis the truth until she was 16. She grew up with what the state calls a fake name. Did you change her name? Yes, I did. What did you change it to? Alexis Kelly. Williams craved having a baby since a recent miscarriage. Photos show how the baby girl's life changed for the next 18 years. The missing baby photo and a child's identity card, ironically in case someone else kidnapped her or she disappeared. Alexis Manigo was being raised by a kidnapper and didn't know it. Williams said in court several times today that she did not have the intention of stealing this child, but she also looked Kamaya Mobley's parents in the face and said, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. And I hope that you can forgive me. Live at the Duval County Courthouse, Janice Harris, Channel 4, the local station. And we back, y'all. And we back. Now, if y'all didn't hear, like, that whole thing was just trippy. 
It really was. So now we can really talk about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want to give you guys way too much so soon. But yeah, like, it, it, it is a trippy, like, whole thing. Because it's like, so Nisi Nash played Gloria. <laughs> and you can't be mad at Nisi. You couldn't be mad at Nisi. Can't hate Nisi Nash. Like that kept saying at the entire movie that he was watching it yesterday, because it, I mean it was just like it was just like she was such a nice woman. Like you kind of it's like you wanted to hate her, but it, or like you wanted to not like not like her for yeah. doing what she did. But it was like. How could you be mad? And then when you saw, well, you guys have not seen, but the actual biological mother was a little bit more uh, rough around the edges. Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> that was nice, but uh, like, yeah. And there was also another clip that kind of came out. Uh, the mom was being interviewed, and she was saying, "Sometimes I wish she didn't come back." Yeah, yeah. But I did just see this new this new um, article. Uh, pretty much saying how she is really just trying to, this was uh, January 2020, uh, when the question was asked, does uh, Kamaya still talk to Gloria? And she said, it says, uh, Kamaya says she's making an effort to nurture the relationship with her biological mom and family in Florida while still maintaining her relationship with Gloria and that family in South Carolina. Now, in the actual movie, they what what really, like, was really weird to me and made me just like not like I guess the biological mom was the fact that like she was just so forceful like on the relationship like she didn't give her a minute to like take everything in like Kamaya like she didn't she didn't give her own daughter like the daughter like mm-hmm. a chance to like okay I understand like this is her mom the entire time you know let, let like let me let you get settled and t- and and then we have a conversation essentially about everything but if you really cared about instead of like trying to bury the other mother mm-hmm. it was just kind of like you kind of she kind of took it out on Kamaya mm-hmm. where she was just kind of like you are my child if you don't ever if you keep talking to her uh the Gloria her her, her the, Abducted mother. I can't say <laughs> no, it. I can't say it. I can't it. say adopted mother, yeah, but uh, yeah. abducted mother. Yeah, the abducted the one the mother that abducted her, mm-hmm. you know, she was just pretty much like, you know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a what is it, a restraining order mm-hmm. or a protective order. I think it was a restraining order like on yeah, on like her that. or something like that. It was some sort of like because she was like calling her. Yeah. It yep. was just like it insinuated that the movie insinuated that she that was that was a big issue. Like, was the fact that like they really honed in on the mom being like really jealous of the simple fact that this was my child, and and, and she had she had every right to be upset, mm-hmm. you know, at the whole situation when you look at when you look at it from her side of view. But then it's like at the end of the day, you got if you really cared and you were saving eighteen slices of cake, yeah, every every birthday, yeah, if you were saving eighteen slices of cake for every birthday that rolled around. It's like I I would think you would want to get to know your child more and kind of talk about that later, mm-hmm. especially if you've lost eighteen years. Yeah, yeah, and I of, think like now Kamaya, she's like twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think she's twenty. Yeah, um, it, it's, I mean, it, that that was like the 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 craziest part about the whole thing because 
yeah, Gloria committed a crime. She abducted a child and she raised her. But at the same time, it's like she raised her with a loving family. So mm-hmm. it's like... It's kind of like, uh, and but then when you look at the movie, it kind of pers- you kind of get the perception that, and you kind of ask the question. The question is still there: How would have life been been had mm. she grown up with a fifteen year old mom, a fifteen year old mom, and pretty much like the she was out in the streets, her her boyfriend was out in the streets because they weren't married. Her boyfriend was out in the streets, and it's just kind of like. They kind of weren't the best kept. Yeah. So it's just like a child that's being around in that environment. It's just kind of like, is that healthy? Versus Gloria, who in her situation, you know, her husband, as you guys heard. Or the boyfriend. I mean, yeah, it was the boyfriend. Charles. Yeah. Charles. <laughs> Charles. Charles just always gets a bad rap. I that name Damn always you, gets... Tyler Perry. <laughs> Charles just gets a bad rap. But, but basically, it's just kind of like Charles just was abusive, apparently. We didn't really see that part in the movie, per se, but we knew there was something going on. They tried to allude to that. Yeah. Because they couldn't cover everything. Yeah. So they alluded to that, and the baby's hand or head almost got chopped off by the fan because he was outside playing dice, playing dominoes. Yeah, yeah. He was playing what... dominoes with his friends, and the baby with the baby crib was sitting right next to the fan, and she came home, and Niecy Nash came home. <laughs> Niecy Nash. <laughs> she has such a powerful name. I know. <laughs> She came home and was like, are you crazy? She didn't like drop the groceries that was in her hand. I mean, I would too. And but, told everybody to get the walk. And she told everybody to leave. And she's like, yeah, you too. Mm-hmm. All y'all get out. So I felt like the baby was, come on, or Alexis, mm-hmm. was a, like, was like, you know, that was her baby. Like, that was her remedy, I guess. It's hard to say. Like it was like it was like a like when you when you're hurt and you kind of need mm-hmm. you, she kind of shifted her focus from yeah. the hurt and the pain to raising this child. But even before that she wasn't really a bad person and that's what everyone pretty much states. Yeah, but then again, I I mean, this is where my legal mind comes in and it's like well, I certainly didn't walk in there to take a baby, but then you took a baby. Well, because she probably was, she was, she said that she blacked out. She said like, I blacked yeah. out and I just kept driving and she just randomly went into the paternity ward. And when people black out, people do crazy things. Yeah. But then like you put the baby in the bag and then you got I, like, it's I don't know hard. if it was in the bag. Well, in the news clip, it said it was, she put in, her in the bag. In the news clip, it was a bag, but then in the movie, and she carried, she her, carried out. her out in, a, in her arms, but she was like wrapped up in a, like in a blanket. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the that's the hard the hard thing though because it's like now you have to argue, like what she did was wrong. Like she ultimately kidnapped yeah. the child. But however, it's it's like a weird Stockholm syndrome type <laughs> thing. It is. But the daughter was end up raised by a supportive family, so yeah. it's like I feel like if we. I feel like if her at her biological mom just played the battered woman, I'm the victim the entire time, she would have like 
I feel like she would have like actually had more people agree, be in, in terms of of her favor. Yeah. Because it's like she came out the wood gate like that's not your mom. Stop calling her your mom. I'm your mom. And like, cause she was pushing her hurt on her child. And it's yeah. like the child's like, all right, this is too much for me. That's still my mom. Yeah. Well, that's the mom that. Sorry, I had to fix my sock. <laughs> I'm like, why are you so far? <laughs> no, cause cause uh, where. Gloves on oh, my feet. Oh my god, <laughs> y'all! <laughs> but I mean, I mean, but th- that's where, like, it, it's it's one of those things where it, it's it's definitely a, it's a it's a very very tough subject to it cover is. because it, it's like it could go either way. Yeah, which kind of goes into like the next story that we were talking about: the father who finally got custody of his daughter. Like ultimately, his daughter was put up for adoption by the mother, all because her family didn't approve of his race. That's what it sounds like. And it's like, and and I, like it just, I don't know. For me, like children are very is a very sensitive topic for me. Might I add just for a second? What's up? I will say between the two stories, I will say that we kind of know more facts about mm-hmm. the Kamaya Mobley kind of story just because it got so popular and there's mm-hmm. there's more. They got a lifetime story. It got a lifetime story and then it, it kind of like, you know, just kind of spend off from there. Mm-hmm. In this side of the story, like this story that we're getting ready to talk about with Christopher Emanuel and his daughter, um, pretty much like it's like, you only hear it from his side. And then I think there's legal documentation too, but like you, there's still some unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, there's still some, there's still some unanswered questions. Like what type of like boyfriend were you? Cause they weren't married. Right. I think they said that they weren't married. They weren't ever married. And we're, we're about to play the clip, but just, it's, it's just, they were never married, but it's just like there's some questions that like still linger. I know in my mind, I still have like some questions like, well, what type of like boyfriend were you? I mean, he seemed like to be a very like stand up guy. He seems like he, it, to me, me too. Yeah. But then it's like, are you doing that for the cameras or well, like, I mean- are you just running with that story? Like, you know, um, in some cases, once you have like a Johnny Cochran or like those type of lawyers like come into the place, they spin the story like Al Sharpton. They yeah. they spin the story and then you just run with it. Yeah, yeah. But so, in this one, there there's a paper trail because the, the his child was put up for adoption. So right, there's but a paper but, trail. but that was it. That could have been an easy route to go. So it's like, but we yeah. hear nothing from like the mom, the mother, and the family. And yeah. the family like nothing, like nothing has yeah, come. Yeah, but I mean, but that also tackles the question of racism because and because the daughter was put up for adoption because she was mixed and for me i'm just going to speak for me like like hearing the hearing the the reasoning why i mean cuz we watched two clips uh one was from uplift but that's a very it's a longer video but mm-hmm. he said that in south carolina they consider you being biracial as a disability Mm-hmm. So to me, like I like not to say I'm I'm sensitive, but that is like what me me being born of two different parents of different ethnicities. Now I have a disability. Yeah, I mean, I think on the on the like legal side, like that's that would be that would be an issue. 
exactly. on, on the legal side, but I, I'm talking more of in the actual story. Yeah. Like the actual narrative. Like it, it does kind of beg the question. I still have like some unanswered like questions. Yeah. We and also we don't even know the race of the mother. Like. Yeah, they 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 kept it very like. Yeah, like I think you, we don't know if she's we don't know if she's white, we don't know if she's Asian, we don't know if she's Hispanic, but yeah, the child definitely looks is, is mixed though. Yeah, the child clearly mixed. Yeah, but uh, She's we're gonna, beautiful. Yeah, of course, we're we're gonna go ahead and, and play the clip for mm -hmm. you guys. Weekend fathers across the country will be celebrated. One local man was nearly denied the right to be a father to his daughter, and now he has turned his pain into a purpose toward educating and elevating fellow fathers. We're going to Disney World. For Christopher Emanuel, being a father to four-year-old Skylar has been a smooth ride. However, it started off bumpy. The parents didn't approve our relationship, and uh, my daughter was put up for adoption without my consent. He could have easily run away from his responsibility, but he didn't. Where I can't help bring the spirit into this world and not rear them. You know, my child needs me. It's one of the things where you have to overstand. You can't understand. You have to overstand that being a dad is the most important job under God. Armed with his faith and family, he jumped into action, hiring a private investigator and taking on the courts. Turns out Skylar had been adopted and taken to California a day after her birth. I was able to intervene because I registered on the Responsible Father Registry. And what that does is for any father who feels they have fathered a child, or about the father of child, it requires that we notify in the event the baby is put up for adoption or if a father's rights are being terminated. He was able to get his daughter back when she was nearly four months old. Right now, 33 states have some type of registry for fathers, but registration varies by state. After stopping the adoption, Emmanuel began realizing cases like his could lead to a larger, more profitable issue. Ultimately, this opens up the ring for human trafficking, and children are stolen and sold for profit every day. Through his organization called Sky is the Limit Foundation, Christopher Emanuel is pushing for laws and education for fathers who end up in the same situation. It's encouraging to talk to someone who's been through those challenges, who's been through those structural impediments, and can show you how to maneuver and the steps to take to be a proactive dad. You strong? Yeah. You not afraid? No. Why you not afraid? Because God got me covered. After doing some research on fighting similar adoptions, Christopher Emanuel says he discovered 99% of fathers fail in getting their child. The large threshold of failure made him realize his situation is not a burden, rather a blessing to help more fathers gain success. Now your career is what you paid for, but your calling is what you made for. You know, I never, I never asked for this. You know what I'm saying? I never asked for this. So I would be disobedient to God if I didn't step up and allow God to use me as an instrument. As a father, he is active in all parts of Skylar's life, even serving as the PTO president at her school. He's proud of his achievements with her, but admits there's one area that he's not making the grade. Oh, man, doing the hair is by far one of the most challenging things. Doing her hair is challenging, but he's doing a great job. Well, Christopher Emanuel hopes to go to law school one day and become an attorney to represent fathers. Right now, though, his Sky is the Limit Foundation is holding a Daddy's Diapers Drive to help provide items for dads in need. You can donate by dropping off new or unused baby items at the H. Odell Weeks Activity Center or Smith Hazel Recreation Center until June 28th. Now, we have all of the information about Sky is the Limit Foundation as well as its efforts just go to our website, wjbf.com. 
All right. Okay, we're back. We are back. See, and that, one of the things that I really learned about this is I didn't even know that there was a registry for fathers to sign up if. Yeah, same. I was actually about to bring that up too. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know that either, but I did look it up to see how many states have it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Maryland is not one of them. And I don't think DC is one of them either. Like the DMV area is Mm. not in that count but in actuality i think they said it was 20 so i don't know if some have Probably like you said out. dropped out yeah mm-hmm. and i and that's one of the things that that i've kind of been following uh in the last year has been child trafficking and stuff like that especially um with the uh the uh, was it the US marshals they did a sting a few months ago where they uh, discovered children in i think it was louisiana Mm-hmm. And they've also done other things, other other places around the the country due to child trafficking, and especially I know some people. And I'm not trying to get political, but I know some people don't want to hear this. But the southern border, there's a lot of children that are being trafficked through the southern border um, with these illegal immigrants and stuff. And they're, you know, Homeland Security was my forte in school, babe. And one of the studies that I did was on child trafficking and how a lot of the the people who come in and claim to be parents, they, they're they not biological parents of the children that they travel with. Mm. And oftentimes, the, the, the actual parents are paid in these countries to give their children up. Yeah. Or sometimes the parents will pay to have their kids go so that way they can have a better life and stuff like that. But even still, like that's, that's still crazy. And the fact that this father found his daughter in San Diego. Yeah. Like that is yeah, because especially because he did he always live in South Carolina. I believe so. Oh, okay, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, like, and that that just gives me pause. Like as a man, which I thank you and God every day that I am married to you, <laughs> because at least I know my where my babies are and where they're coming from. Oh, absolutely. Like there, that definitely won't be a doubt at all. And, but this is, this kind of goes into our past talks about just fatherhood in general and uh, paternity tests and different things. Cause you, I think it's called a a putative, it's called, it's actually called a putative father registry. Mm -hmm. Um, Just looking it up on my phone, (laughs) but it kind of goes into the talks of like that and how it's important to know like if the child is yours and even if you do know if the child is yours, like you don't even know, like it's so important to know like who you're slaying in bed with. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's so like important. So I'm going to ask a hard question to me. Yes. Sure. Or just in general, but I'm going to ask a hard question. Do you think that there should all, there should be a paternity test at every birth? Um, no. Why not? I don't think that it should be a paternity test at every birth just because um, like if you're married, I would like to think it should be with your wife or, you know, you you, you should not. I know that there are cases out there Mm -hmm. where wives do step out. Mm -hmm. um, And the husband files, signs a birth certificate. Yeah, I do. And he's on the hook. I I know, I I do I do know that, um. But I do believe that it's still for the child. Like people need to, in general, need to like not think of themselves. 
I mean, but I also think a paternity test is necessary for for that reason. But not only that, like we hear stories about people have, are being maltreated because they don't know their medical history. And sometimes like that is a deciding factor on how how much of a quality health care that someone can get if you know if they know the lineage of both their father and their mother Mm -hmm. so i mean that's for me on top of you know the legal reasons like i would hate to see stories of men and there have been who signed the birth certificate the woman leaves or they divorce and then he's on the hook for a child that's not his then i feel biologically then i feel like if that's the case then the father needs to stand up and fight that in court and a woman will need to pay or something. Mm-hmm. So that that's where, but I do feel as though like a paternity test, like just being done, like I don't, I'm both ways on it. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I can see how it could be beneficial, but I don't, I just feel like that's, I feel like a lot of like fathers that know it's theirs mm-hmm. never that like paternity tests never cross their minds. Yeah. I mean, but and then this also goes into the fact of abortions too, because uh, like in in this case, now some people may say, "All right, that's extreme," but is it really? Because we you said in what? I'm sorry, they, abortion. They, yeah, that mm-hmm. um, notifying the father when an abortion is about to happen. I mean, now some people may say that's extreme. I mean, of course, I'm pro life. There's some people that say, "Well, it's her body, her choice. The father doesn't have to carry the child." But if the father wants to be a father, then he should have that right as well. I mean, but the stipulation would then be like if she was raped. I mean, obviously, you're not going to. Yeah, of course. Like you're not going to get a person to because that technically would be their father. So, yeah. And then that's when filing a rape report. You know, I'm always going to push like if you're raped, go file a rape report. So that way, at least like there there's something that can happen. Because what if the rapist has raped before? Yeah, and no, there, I'm, I'm, and there's something out on him, or if he rapes again, and then they end up catching him. Now, yeah, he, I mean, but then again, I I'm, mean, I'm gonna say that that is easier said than done. Yeah, I understand that, but I, I mean, for me, I just don't like the fact that rapists win, and anytime a woman doesn't report it or get a rape kit done, you know, the rapist wins. He gets away scot free because there's nothing tying him. But a lot of the time, it's the woman being in shock. True. A lot a, a lot of the time, I want to say I would even go as far I would even go as far as about 98% of the time a, yeah. a woman is in shock. Yeah. If that if that happens. Um and it's I mean, I'm more concerned about the women that poke holes in condoms. Yeah. I'm more concerned about them versus I mean, like that cuz that's is that rape? Yes. That's biological rape. <laughs> Biological rape. Yes, biological rape. I mean, I'm just saying, like, th- I mean, th- there's the other side to that too. I mean, but I mean, but getting back to my to my main point, like, let's just say, what should a father want her to get an abortion? No, I'm just if saying that's the case. I'm I'm saying like uh, putting putting my views of, of abortion aside. Should a father be notified, like, a, like if if two people, two adults or teenagers or whatever, mm-hmm. if two sexually active beings are having sex and then they realize they're pregnant, and then the woman wants to go um, file for an abortion, should the father know? If the fa- if the woman wants to file yeah, an abortion, yeah. If, if, if a woman wants to get an abortion and it's not rape, 
you know, removing rape and all this other stuff aside, like you have two consenting adults having I think, sex. I think that the, I definitely think, believe that the father should know. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that the father should know um, in the cases of it's not being rape. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying, like, because the as a man, uh, one of the issues that I have with stories like this is that, and I'm not trying to be sexist or come off as being chauvinistic or sexist at all, but it seems like women have a easy get out of jail free card when they can have abortion or clearly put their child up for adoption and the father does not know and he has to fight tooth and nail to get his child back. Yeah. And then they try to paint this narrative as if the mother has all say and autonomy over the child and the father doesn't. And to me, like, that's troubling. Yeah. I mean, to to a certain degree, like, fathers do have a get-out-of-jail-free car with just, like, a woman will always know that that's her child. Yeah, and a father. Like, and a father will, has the option. Or can assume. That's what I'm saying, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, a lot. I'm not going to say a lot or a little. I'm just going to put some mm-hmm. fathers believe that they have the option. And that's not really right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's their, their that they feel like that's their get out of jail free card. Yeah, which I any man that just pumps and dumps and then creates a child and then rolls out to me like I mean, but it happens. It, it, it does happens happen more, more often am, than not. I am not negating the fact that it happens. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, when you go to a sperm bank, like you give up your information and then. You can, you know, the mother can request your information or not. And I think some where the father can opt to not be found or, or whatever. But at least there's still some sort of documentation right. made. When you put a child up for adoption, I mean, there's some sort of documentation. Yeah, there's a paper trail. Yeah, there's a paper trail. But the in this case, the fact that the mother could put the child up for adoption without the father's consent. Luckily, he did file a registry and he was notified late though. But I guess my question is, is like, this isn't something that a lot of people, if we didn't know about it, mm-hmm. I want to know how many people actually don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And was this something that he just fell across because maybe he didn't trust her. Like there's, that's what I mean by like, there's some questions that's not answered. Like what led up to that to make her just be like, I'm just going to put the kid for for adoption. There's no mother that well, like. Well, in the, in the longer like uplift video and that's the name of the channel that was on YouTube. Yeah, uplift. Um, he said like, she met his family. Uh, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. When he went to go meet her family, there was an issue because he's black. But there are a lot of issues like that. Yeah. And I actually had, I actually know somebody mm-hmm. who was dating someone in the Middle Eastern area and they weren't okay with them. You know, they're more uh, orthodox in their, mm-hmm. in their views and that's okay. And when you are raised in America, you can date whoever you want. Yeah. And so... When it came to marriage, the family was not really okay with that. So, I mean, what do you do at that point? I mean, to be honest, like, that's when the mom should have been, like... But, I I mean, the mom should have definitely had a say, but that's why I'm saying, like, 
that's the piece that like yeah. I feel like I'm missing. Yeah, because we're only getting it from uh, Christopher's uh, point of view. Uh, point of view. And yeah. not that, not that, not not negating the main facts that she still tried to put up for adoption. Like yeah. not, not that, not I'm not negating that. Like that, I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just saying that there's some answers that or questions that I need to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just simply one of those things where you just want to be presented all the facts. Mm-hmm. And I just think that like the fact the facts are there, but when you want to start having some sort of feeling into it, it's kind of it's definitely fucked up, but then it's like in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, well, it's very different for a mom to just want to just give up her child because of the color of, of her skin. That's something you yeah. haven't heard of in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, and and that that's definitely an interesting point because we don't have her perspective. And yeah, we don't know. We're only getting one side of the story. However. I think the biggest issue is that the state allowed it. That is the issue. And that's where my issue lies because it's like, it, I kind of got confused to me when he was saying how in one county was one way and a different county was a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really understand that part I, because I, I, I don't know. I just didn't really understand that part. Did you get that part? I, I, I got it. And... Like you know, Greenville and, was one way, and then Aiken, it was a different way. Yeah, like, I mean, and it, and it could just been the the adoption agencies in those areas. They yeah. probably have different laws, different city laws. Yeah. Kind of like how you have one federal law of the land, Yeah. but then each state may have, while they adhere to the federal laws, but then they have like their own little caveat laws. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's probably the same way in mm-hmm. these different cities and counties and stuff in South Carolina. That's like... um Case in point, Maryland. Um, there's, uh, I think there's a county in Maryland where you can open and conceal carry with no problem, but only in that county. Mm, okay. And if you step outside that county- You're dead. You're fucked. Okay. So, and even though Maryland as a whole has this whole BS like gun law, but the fact that this one county made this like this Second Amendment safe haven, you know, it, it, you see what I'm saying? Like- mm-hmm. Like different laws play different, you know, may vary, but and that that gets to the larger issue of politics, like your local politics yeah. and knowing what your rights are as a person, and in this case, as a father. Yeah, and that and that's what's very impressive to me, like the fact that he knew that, and that's why I was saying that's why that's why I was saying it's a little gray for me because if like. I would I would want to know like how did he like know that if a lot of men don't know that like yeah. what what led down that trail for him to and that's why I said there had to have been some sort of issues besides the race thing yeah I there, mean that, like there had to have been some issues between them p- prior to that well in another clip he did mention a his sister and her friend mm-hmm. who told him to register. Okay. Um, and that was in the uplift video. Uh, his I sister's friend, part. yeah, his sister's friend, told him that he needs to register, uh, so that way, if anything happens to his daughter, he'll be notified. Okay. So, um, and I think that's what started everything because, of course, the mother went and did what she did, and then he got notified yeah, after the fact. Right, right, right. And 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 to be honest, like this goes into men's issues, especially fathers' issues and stuff like that, which. I don't feel are talked about enough. Yeah, and 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 just to just to throw another another caveat in there, if you didn't want to be a mother, and and again, we don't know her side of the story, 
So my thing is, if you didn't want to be a mother and, you know, you really cared about your family's feelings that way on a child that you brought into this world that grew inside of you. If you want, just give up your rights as a mother. And give it to him. Give give the baby to him. If if you didn't want a mixed baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're taking away a right. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I, I not to dip back into abortion, but that's where I have an issue with people yeah. who who say abortion is a right. Well, okay, well you lay down there. You know full well that like penis in vagina equals baby. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> there's a fifty percent chance. I mean, uh, but but you know, like that's one. That's the only way to get a baby. Yeah. So if you know that's the surefire way of getting a baby, then and you lay down there and you do it and you get pregnant and you feel like you're not, you know, woman enough to be a mom, then put the baby up for adoption. Yeah. Like why kill it because you're not ready? Be- and then just and I think this is one thing that that goes undiscussed about abortion is the physical trauma that happens during the abortion process to the woman's body. Mm-hmm. I've known women who have had so many abortions, they can't get pregnant again. You know, and it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I think now. All cause you want to fuck. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Yeah. I mean, all cause you want to fuck around. I mean, cool. Fuck around if you want to, but you know, either wear comms, get on the pill or. Finds other means. I think it's so easy, and then we're going to talk about this on another episode. It's so easy to throw contraceptive pill, like the birth control pill, or any type of like birth control in general, into a woman's face. And I'm just going to step outside for a second. And it's just like, it is still like physically harmful yeah. to your body. So it's still a risk that you have to take. Yeah. I mean, I know it's still like an option. I mean, but you have so many different flavors of contraceptives. You have you have regular condoms. If you got a latex allergy, you got you got lambskin condoms. <laughs> then you got spermicide. Then you got the pill. You got the shot. You got the clamps. You got the thing. You got I mean, the there, diaphragm. There's just so much that I feel like that is put on a woman when it comes to like that topic where it's like, well, if you and and this is a lot of relationships, unfortunately, where it's like, oh well, it's okay, she'll just be on the pill. Oh, it's okay. Well, why can't the man protect himself too? Yeah, I, I and I understand that one hundred percent. You know, I do. But, but we, we we could talk that we could talk about that yeah, in another we, episode. We, that could be a, a whole episode in dedicated itself. to that. <laughs> but I mean, but there are men who, you know, who want to be fathers and of course yeah. and I we I hate bringing up Tyler Perry references but in that movie uh why did I get married he found out his wife was having abortions because she just did not want to get pregnant because she cared about her career and he wanted to be a father mm. so i mean there are men out here who want to be fathers and men who I out- think she had like one abortion okay but either still one too many it wasn't one too many one too many you didn't talk to your husband about it <laughs> that's not what Anyway, I mean, I can see it, but I, I mean, because especially if she was like married and stuff, like I can kind of, I mean, regardless, yes, but I'm sorry, but like it's, I'm sorry, some men out here that's just, I mean, you had one fucked up night, and I'm, and I'm not negating the fact that you have a choice, but let's be real here, like, yeah, people have like you wake up in the next morning and pants around your ankles, not even just that, 
The makeup is off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the makeup is off. So I mean, I I I, I get it, and, and <laughs> just, I'm not. I'm not I'm not trying to paint this 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 perfect like you know picture or you know is this or that, but I'm just saying like let's be real here. But yeah, in in all seriousness, like this man in both in like in both instances of this episode, we have a mother whose child was taken from her and now stolen. Yeah, was stolen from her, kidnapped from her, but her kid was raised. And a great life. And a great life. Yeah. And then we have a man whose daughter was stolen from him and put up for adoption. And he had to fight through hell and high water to get her back. Yeah. And he's like, he's doing everything that he can to see that it doesn't happen to someone else. Yeah. So, and it's like, ah. It, it is. It's, it's crazy because it's like, wow, you see like two extreme situations. Mm-hmm. And you feel both ways about it. Yeah, I mean, in like in in the in the earlier story with Kumaya, like the mom literally said, like I, I sometimes I wish she didn't come back, you know. And yeah, she did say that and, in like and, a 2018 video. Yeah, in a, in a clip we didn't play it for you guys, but it yeah. like she flat out said like I wish she didn't come back, and and how she feels more for her younger children that she actually raised. Yeah, versus Kumaya, who is a stranger to her. And, but for Christopher Emanuel, he was able to get his daughter back, like, with the quickness. Like, soon after, like, he, like, he's raising his daughter right now, and now he's using that motivate. He started a, he started a a foundation. The dude's trying to be a, 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 like, a lawyer. Yeah. And fight this thing versus. Because he feels like he lost everything. Yeah. And it's like, we have two extreme cases where Mm -hmm. two daughters were abducted. At birth, we, and, we well, we don't know about the other one at birth, but I mean, well, it sounds like it would be from birth. It I sounds mean, well, like from it. The, from the father's perspective, yeah, because he he wasn't given the opportunity to be a father. Yeah, but we, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, we don't know how much contact he had. Yeah. Prior, like when, like we don't know if he was there during the birth. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, but I mean that that just gets into the fact that. Everybody, but especially men, should be learning what their rights are as fathers. For sure. I mean, people, I mean, men who actually want to be your fathers. And get married. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I mean, I, hey, hey, my respect goes out to Christopher Emanuel. Hey, man, you're doing your damn thing. You're raising your daughter in the best He's way busy. possible. Like, you are a busy man. He's busy. But I'm no shade to him. But that that should be a a cautionary tale to men who want to be fathers that you should and need to marry the mothers of your children. Yeah, yeah, or at least one of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> at least one of them. I mean, if you got like two, three baby mamas, just one of them. I mean, just one. I mean, the other ones can come visit. <laughs> I mean, but that I mean, but honestly, like that's why you should get married, and I think we'll we'll, we'll probably do another episode about the benefits of being married on both sides. Yeah, I mean, um, for sure, because there's there's so, there's so many misconceptions today about marriage, and you know, there's just so much reward in being married, and you feel it on both sides. Yeah. So I am once again asking for your financial support. Thank you, Bernie. We are asking for y'all financial support. Did I hit, did I, why you hit the button? Because I wanted to hit the button. 
But I wanted to hit the button. I thought I was okay. Go in ahead. Hit go, the ahead go ahead. Hit the button. Go I ahead. can't hit the button again. You go, already hit it. Go ahead. Hit it again. Why well, I got hit it again? Sometimes it's better when you double tap. No, I can't hit it go again. Go on. We zombie are, protocol. We, we already know it's the. We already know we want some support now. So go ahead. All take right. It go away. ahead. Zombie protocol. Take it away. All right. Why are you just going to do it again? Support. <laughs> uh, yes, we are asking for y'all financial support. I had to go zombie protocol. I had to double tap. So, um, yes, please visit Wilder Tactical. Let them know that Edmo sent you by using the promo code EDMO21. Also, visit us at Teespring, at the Teespring store, uh, where we got all types of beautiful merch that we are, and we're working on some more. And if you guys really want to just send us a donation, however much, as long as it's not your bottom dollar, please visit, visit us at anchor.fm, The Edmo Show. And if you guys want to get involved, please visit us at Facebook, yeah. The Edmo Show Listener Group. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And we out. Oh, we out? We out. Are you, do you want to be out? Uh, I was just going to say, go ahead and give us your last penny. Because, <laughs> because if you give us your last penny, we might give you some actual information that might give you, you know, rich. <laughs> you might have more money in your pocket. I'm rich, bitch. Honk, honk. Why, thank you. <laughs>